Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Executive Producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, We are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, bonjour. In Spain, hola. In Italy, ciao. In Egypt, athen wasalan. In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, peleo. In South Africa, saobona. In Senegal, nangadef. In Kenya, jambo. In Israel, shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, assalamu alaikum. Greetings. And may peace be upon you all. And grand rising. We thank you all for joining us on this Thursday edition of the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Latif, and I'm looking forward to an exciting discussion with our guest today, Dr. Ron of Ask Dr. Ron is joining us because we have a mission. In 2024, we want to kick off the year with helping to rebuild loving relationships. And we know that it takes two. It takes two to understand that we have to work together if we want love to work. But women, sometimes we don't understand what it really takes to make a man happy. Now, many of us, of course, are maybe in our second time around. We might be widowed or divorced, or we simply ended a long-term relationship that just wasn't going anywhere. But this time, we want something that lasts for at least enough time for us to build a future that helps both of us to prosper. 
And so we're going to talk to men, and we want to find out what is it, men? And many of these men get around the block a few times themselves, and they've made some decisions that may not have turned out in their best interest. So they may look at life a little differently than they did when they were in their teens and their 20s and 30s and were just maybe looking for that next pretty face or or that well-shaped body or even that... who seemed like she was hot all the time. Well, you know, that that may have been what was important back then. But now there are other things that men want and value. And women, if we're in our mature years, there are things that matter that may not have mattered 20 years ago or 30 years ago. We may not be looking to find someone we can have children with and raise a family because we've already raised our family. But there are other qualities that matter. So we're going to kick off the first week of 2024 a look at love and how we can bring the romance back and re-experience it in our mature years because people are living longer and they don't want to live alone. They don't want to spend the next 20 or maybe even 30 years alone. They want the excitement, the thrill of romance. That never ends but they don't want the pain of heartbreak. Women, we're going to give you a chance to talk to a success coach, a motivational speaker, a psychologist who can give you some answers. When we ask the question and Look to get some answers when we look at romance in the golden years. Do men really want? So we want you to think about this because a lot of times, a lot of times we don't talk about those things that really matter. Either we're too embarrassed or ashamed or it just doesn't, seem like something you can trust someone to know, Dr. Ron, to join us so we can have that honest discussion. And women, we want you to listen and pay attention because if we don't know, we can't grow. And some of us have made the same mistakes over and over and over again with different men, and we blame them when it really was us. So we want to talk about that. We'll be right back after this quick break. We want you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in a moment. And 
let's talk about romance in the golden years. What do men really want? We'll be right back after this quick break. Now, men, we invite you to call in and chime in as Dr. Ron shares his insight. 515-605-9325 and press 1. If you've got some specifics that you'd like to add to the conversation. And women, we encourage you to call in with your reflections. Did you hear something that you were surprised and you didn't know? Let us know. 515-605-9325. Press 1. And if the lines are busy, you can call in at our second line, 312-721-6428. We'll be right back after this message. Hi. I'm Naima and if you're watching this, that means you're one of the 4.6 billion people from around the world who are using an electronic device to talk to people. In these times, people are using the Internet to talk to everybody, friends, neighbors, family members, coworkers. People are on their cell phones and computers all day long. Now, if you're in business, that is greatness. That means you can sell your products and services all day long and never have to leave your home. All you need is a media connection, somebody to connect you to an audience. And that's why I'm talking to you today. We produce programs, and our audience members are people who shop. They buy clothes, food, beauty yeah, supplies, cleaning supplies, on TV. home repair, You're ready transportation services, child care services, whatever you're selling, to the they need to find out. We're your Tomorrow, you can okay. sit back right. and relax at home while your business is making you money. And we are back. You're listening to and watching the Solution Global Radio TV show. I'm Naima Latif. And, again, I remind you, we've got multiple platforms, and we want you to join in whichever way is comfortable for you. Of course, you can join us on our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, our Blog Talk channel. And we want you to also download Podbean. That's another avenue that you'll be able to listen to us. And you'll be able to go to our on-air radio network for daily shows. We are so excited because we're going to be launching the On-Air TV Network in January 2024. So many of our shows that you've seen, you'd like to see again, you'll be able to tune in on TV. Because this is a message that we're looking forward to transforming the world. And we want you to be a part of the transformation. We've got communicators from all across the world who are sharing knowledge and wisdom that will make a difference in your lives. Go to the on-air radio TV guide. That's www.onaireverywhere.com and tap on to the radio TV guide right at the top of the screen there, and you will see a whole host of many communicators from around the world who are sharing conscious-raising messages. Our goal is to transform thought because it's our, our reality. The way we think shapes what we experience every moment of every single day. And once you realize that, you make an effort to control your thoughts. 
Many times the relationships that we create, we are miscreating because we come into a relationship broken, whether it's the brokenness of a childhood that was disappointing because maybe our parents weren't as mature as we would have liked, and maybe they made decisions that were hurtful. Maybe their parenting skills weren't the best. Maybe they used some old-school methods that really needed to have been thrown out in the trash and not resurrected again, but they didn't know any better. They knew how. And maybe they left some deep emotional scars, and we bring those scars with us to our relationships. And sometimes we create the very same pain that we observed in our own parents. We just didn't know any better. Well, this time around, we want us to think and to be aware of the behaviors that are painful. Love does not hurt. It doesn't hurt. And if you're hurting, it's not love. It's someone expressing an unhealed wound. Well, as we get our relationships, as we enter these years of wisdom, we want to have wisdom when it comes to love. And maybe some of those old concepts that we had decades ago no longer apply to life. What does love really look like? What does it feel like? More importantly, because it's what you feel that lets you know it's love. And sometimes what you feel is sadness because of the way a person is treating you. And the way they're treating you is an expression of how they were treated. So we need to understand how we attract to us what we're projecting from us. And if you're projecting a feeling of unworthiness, then you're going to attract someone who reinforces that belief you have about yourself of being unworthy. And that's not what you want. That's not something you want to relive. If you have had a long-term relationship that ended because it was painful to you, you don't want to recreate it. And it just comes to the conclusion, oh, well, all men are no good. All women are no good. No one's no good, but many are unhealed. And if you want to attract someone who is emotionally healthy, you must be emotionally healthy, which means you can't be holding on to past pain. You'll only recreate it. So today we're going to talk to Dr. Ron and get some insight. First for the women, because next month we really want to help couples create lasting love. That's what we want to do. If we can get our personal lives in order, then other things will fall into place. Too often, we're distressed because of our emotional state, and we can't think straight. We can't create financial opportunities. We can't create more enjoyable memories, even with our friends and loved ones. We can't be fully present for our children when they need our advice because we're still stuck on our own sadness. We want to transform that in 2024. We want to kick off the month 
with love. A lasting love that you can enjoy this time around because you've gained some wisdom. And blessings to my sister Regina. Yes, yes. Feel free in or write in your comments and share your love stories because many of us who are going through love the second time around need to not make the same mistakes of the past. We need to have learned. Sometimes that person that you loved may be the right person for you, but at the time you were not ready for them or they were not ready for you or you just were not ready for each other. Maybe you hadn't matured enough yet. You might rethink an old flame. I've seen people who have gone through decades of marriage, been widowed or divorced, and come back to that first love from high school. And didn't work out in high school because you were too immature. But this time, after you've gone through some things in life, gotten some wisdom, some insight, and some maturity, this time it worked. And the love was still there. It was a flame that was burning low, but it still be turned up and burned brightly. So you might look at an old flame. Or you might look at somebody that you may never have even considered, somebody from a different nationality, a different racial group, a different so-called economic class. You know, we get stuck on labels. Well, I'm a this and they're a that. I have this kind of job. They have that kind of job. Well, you know, you might be at the age where you're both ready to retire, so it didn't really matter what kind of job you had. It just it was a way that you worked to pay your bills, but it didn't define who you are. And maybe you realize that now that you're mature, that a job title does not define your worth. Maybe you have a different attitude about money than you had when you were younger. Maybe you were young and foolish and wasted a lot had periods of feast and famine. First you had a lot of money, then you blew a lot of money, then you're broke again. And now you're realizing that you have to plan for a future with financial security. And so you're willing to think about things like investments, maybe in buying property or or buying into a mutual fund or even buying into ownership of a business, buying stock, buying something that's going to return money to you without you having to work hours in order to receive it. Might even think of buying an online business, something that you can receive income without having to go to an office and perform a task. Maybe you're mature enough now to see the benefits of how you invest as opposed to spending in a way that makes people admire what you have. You might have a different level of maturity now. And so perhaps the person you attract will also have that same maturity. And so this time you won't have 
a relationship steeped in financial conflict, you understand finances a bit better after having had some life experiences. And my dear sister Regina says, agree wholeheartedly. Love doesn't hurt. Hurt people hurt people. That is exactly right. And when you're in pain, you cause pain. So this next time around, you don't want to be in pain. If you are looking for love in those golden years, you don't want to hurt. And she says, I don't believe couples fall out of love. I believe they fall out of interest. Ah, now that is a statement of wisdom. Are you bored with the partner you've been with for years, maybe because you stopped doing fun things together? Maybe the interest that brought you together is no longer shared. And the other things that you have together just aren't enough to hold you, being in the same house having the same children, maybe that just doesn't excite you anymore. And you're going through the routine of living, but you know that you want to feel something different. This is a very serious time in people's lives because we're living longer. We're living longer and We're healthier in our age, in our elder years. So being 60 or 70 or even 80 doesn't mean you're all bent over and broke down. It doesn't mean that at all. And so if you're still vibrant, you still want to live a vibrant life. partner is just an old stick in the mud. They don't have any interest, don't want to go anywhere, don't want to do anything. All the fun things you used to do, they have no interest. And you're still full of life. And you don't want to feel like you're slowly dying. You don't want to feel like your life is over just because maybe you've retired from that job. And you've got time on your hands. You don't want to spend all your time just sitting around watching television. Partner doesn't have that same zest for life. Do you just stay in and sit around anyway because they don't want to do anything? Or do you realize maybe there isn't a reason for your relationship anymore? Both of you have to be willing to recreate a reason. Get something that excites you both. These are the times after the nest is empty when couples begin to look at each other and say, why am I still married to you? We raised our children. Maybe we paid for the house. But I'm not having fun with you anymore. Can we maybe just part as friends? And sometimes they do. Sometimes they remain good friends. And sometimes they might even get together with the children at the holidays and your ex brings his new person and you bring your new person and nobody's angry. 
because you respectfully realize that you weren't fulfilling each other's needs anymore. And it's okay. We need to take the stigma out of divorce because it's not a failed marriage. If you marry someone, you marry them until the reason for your union ends. Sometimes it ends when one of you passes away, and sometimes it ends when the love dies. And if you can't rekindle it, rather than keep hurting each other and making each other miserable because you're frustrated because this person is no longer giving you that zest for life that maybe they used to in the beginning, maybe you can part ways peacefully and allow that person to grow with someone else who may be more in line with who they have become. It's not a failure. And if we stop using language that condemns each other for the transformations we're making in our lives, then we can make those transformations freely and without deception. Often people have affairs outside of their marriage because society won't allow them to express the truth that the love that they felt for their spouse is gone. And they're just saying they're out of habit. And neither person is happy. Like that song in uh, Gladys Knight and the Pimp saying, neither one of us wants to be the first to say goodbye. Neither one of us. Yes, you know. But you know it's over. And what keeps you together is society's designation as an ending relationship as a failure. And no one wants to fail. And when you carry that thought, I failed, in your heart, then you're afraid to try again. You don't want to fail again. You don't want that feeling of failure. I failed to keep my marriage together. So sometimes people just choose not to be in relationships at all. They don't want the failure or the feeling of failure, the shame of failure. And as a result, they don't experience the joy of love. They rob themselves of an experience they could have had with someone else. We're living longer. The way the economic structure is designed for retirement at 65 was based on most people dying by the age of 75. So at the most, the government might be paying you 10 years. And within that time, you die. So that being the case, You didn't really have a lot of time to look for another spouse. If you were married, one of you would pass away, maybe both of you within those 10 years. So it didn't matter. You're widowed maybe five, 10 years, and then it's over. Some couples, within months of each other's passing, one transitions, the other one's gone soon after. But now people are living longer and they're healthier in their elder years. 
What are you going to do with all that extra time? And what if the one you're with is not the one you want to stay with anymore? And Regina says, you may no longer be interested in each other. However, you may still be interesting people. And others out there may think you're interesting too. Awareness can open doors for the other person or thing to come in. Think about that. You're still an interesting person. Continue to take interest in each other and learn about what each are interested in. It's working for us after a one-and-a-half year separation. We'll be married 24 years in March. Congratulations. Yes. Sometimes you can rekindle the flame, but you have to see each other differently. And you can't hold on to old hurt. You have to be able to forgive. Sometimes. That love of your life is still the love of your life, but you might be holding on to old hurts that you can't forgive. And so that puts up a wall that keeps you from seeing that person as they have evolved. And they're still an interesting person. Don't wait till someone else sees it and you don't, and then you're angry that they stepped out on you. Choose to see the good in the one that you've invested time in. Can you rekindle the love? Sometimes you can. Sometimes you can rekindle the love. But you have to choose to let go of the hurt because we all do things and moments of anger that we later regret. And if you hold on to the pain and you say to yourself, I'm never going to trust you with my heart again, well, then you close the door to rekindling the flame. You have to choose to forgive, and you have to choose to try to love again. And she says, that part, yes, absolutely, absolutely. You can love again. So we want those who are living longer to live their best years. We've got all the wisdom of our experience in life. We've got all the understanding that comes from having been in relationships that may have lasted a long time or a short time. But we know ourselves now. Started out with a love relationship where we didn't really know ourselves. We were young, still growing, still becoming. You're always becoming, like Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. Well, you're always becoming. And as you become, you evolve and you grow and you learn. But if you have had relationships that didn't last, and each one that ended caused you pain, you might have become skeptical, and that's what we don't want.
So we're certainly looking forward to hearing some words of wisdom from Dr. Ron, who will be shortly after the break. And we're excited to bring some insight because we know that love doesn't really die, but it can shift based on what we feed it. If you've ever made a a fire in a fireplace or or a campfire, you know that you have to keep feeding the flames. And if you don't give the flames fuel, the flame does die down. You can always rekindle fire to restart. So the thing is to not let the flame go out. We want you to still experience the joy of love. We want you to experience the joy of a partnership, a companionship. And we want you to feel the happiness that is your right to experience in your golden years. Don't think that just because there's a little gray in your hair that there, what was that, what was that joke uh, Grady on Fred Sanford said, just because there's snow, just because there's snow on the rooftop doesn't mean there's not a a fire in the fireplace. (laughs) So we want to give you an opportunity to experience the joy of love. We want you to be able to feel that same spark that you felt in your youth. We want you to know that life isn't over just because the one that you've been with for a long time may be gone. You may be widowed. You may be divorced. You may have ended a relationship. But you can still experience love. And so we're going to take a quick break. 
And when we come back, we'll be joined by Dr. Ron. And he'll give us some more good stuff. Carl Fletcher said, good stuff. Well, we're going to get more good stuff from Dr. Ron. And we'll be right back after this brief message. And we invite you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. Be back in a moment, so stay with us. Hi, I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're three black moms. And in case you didn't notice the resemblance, we're also three sisters. We're going to be coming to you every week, sharing our successes and our mistakes as we navigate our lives as moms, wives, sisters, daughters, and, of course, black women in today's world. We'll talk about it all, race, politics, religion, economics, culture, and we'll take a look at everything from whether or not to use corporal punishment to how do you teach your children about sex. The three senses. Look for our upcoming book, Growing Up Charles. It's a personal story about our lives growing up in Maple Park on Chicago's South Side. I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're three black moms. Follow us on Facebook. Or I can keep and on speaker until, until you can channel, hook it up. Three I can keep you on speaker. And we are back. We are uh, by Dr. Ron. We're going to see his face in just one moment. But, of course, we know you're anxious to hear his voice. We've been talking about romance in the golden years. What do men really want? And this is a question for a lot of women to really pay attention to. We've got some that are listening and watching and certainly looking forward to hearing your words of wisdom because a lot of us are going through love for the second or maybe even third time around, maybe fourth or fifth time around. And as we enter those years of maturity, we need to not make the same mistakes. And a lot of women are dissatisfied and blaming men but not realizing maybe things that they're doing that make the relationship not work. And so we want to, of course, get an honest man's perspective as we kick off 2024 with a week-long series on love, and I wanted to first bring you on today as we get prepared for a new year and new experiences that can bring new joy. I do not have the link. Well, we're going we're gonna to send it one more time. And uh, A-L-D underscore F-O-R-D the number one, and hotmail.com. Okay, we're going to try it again. And it'll be coming from Latif Media Group at yahoo.com. Yeah, I'm sitting here waiting. I won't see the link yet. Yeah, so uh, 
We will be looking forward to seeing your handsome face on screen in just a moment. Right now, we'll have to settle for your illustrious voice. Well, good morning, everybody. <laughs> How about that? Let's start out with that. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the airwaves do what they do. I'm just going to say good morning, good morning, good morning. All right, it's usually not my time of day, so if I sound like I'm overly excited to be here, it's because I am. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we appreciate you so much for for getting up uh, what is for some people early, and and we definitely appreciate you sharing your wisdom uh, because Um, this is... I don't know what. Maybe they they ain't supposed to see me this one. I don't know. Oh, don't don't give up. We're we're gonna we're gonna send it again. I gotta make sure I send it to the right Ronald. Got a number of Ronalds. Uh, so that's yeah. Ronald yeah. underscore uh, Ford. The number one. One. At hotmail dot com. Okay. So we are. Yeah, man, and, uh, I got plenty of spam, but none of it belongs to what you got. You know, so I'm looking. I am looking. Well, mm-hmm. I don't want to join the wrong meeting. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't want that. Okay. Yeah. And we will... Yeah, I'm looking. I'm here, y'all. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I'm not not a figment in nobody's imagination. I am here. (laughs) Absolutely. And, you know, uh, we have uh, all last year, my co-host, who is a male, um, Kareem Hamid, uh, every fourth Wednesday of the month, he would do an all-male discussion, and we would just have the men discuss, and women wouldn't participate. We would just listen, and they would they would address a lot of different issues from the male perspective, and they talked about things like, you know, the relationship with your mother, relationship with your father, uh, first love relationship, and the impact of how they were taught about women and you know the thing about it a lot of men are not really prepared uh, from what I observed from what they said a lot of men are not really prepared for the role of husband and father but they're given all kinds of advice on how to seduce a woman how to make love to a woman how to get a woman to love you all of that great stuff but the relationship part I think a lot of the instruction is not there. And so the only way you can learn is from whatever you observed happening in your own household. And we know. Uh, We've got him and we're here. And we know that a lot of men over the last few generations were raised in households by women, and so they didn't see that relationship. So it becomes more difficult to figure out how it's supposed to go. 
How can you be it if you can't see it? That's one of the biggest challenges that women have had in forming relationships with men when sometimes neither of them have really seen what that looks like. So we're going to bring on my dear friend, Dr. Ron, to give us some insight. And Duran Rising, thank you so much for joining us this morning to share your wisdom. We've had some some comments from our, our viewing audience, and I'm going to pull up one of them from my dear sister, Regina Gaston, who has successfully rekindled love in her relationship, and she says, you may no longer be interested in each other. However, you may still be interesting people, and others out there may think you're interesting too. That awareness can open doors for the other person or thing to come in. So that's what happens a lot of times. People end up in a in a relationship outside the marriage because maybe their spouse isn't paying them attention, but a whole lot of other people are, and so there you go. So she advises, continue to take interest in each other and learn about what each other is interested in. It's working for us after one and a half years of separation. We'll be married 24 years in March. So they're going to be celebrating their 24-year anniversary after going through a rough patch. But it can teach you something if you realize that perhaps you let the flame of the love dwindle, just like you forgot to throw the, the logs on the fire and it, it, it starts to die out well to make sure that you keep that flame alive. And sometimes people can get into the routine of, of living with somebody and they don't do those little things that, that kept the romance alive. And so somebody gets bored and starts feeling like, you know, I, I, I my life is missing something. You know, I have, I have a friend that's kind of going through that right now. And, you know, long-term marriage, over 30 years, but feeling like, you know, somewhere out there there's an excitement of love that he's missing. And it it gets difficult, you know, uh, when the spouse that's at home is realizing that the spouse that's leaving the home is looking for something else and staying out late to find it and being a hurtful thing. So a lot of men, as I say, go through maybe uh, what they call a seven-year itch or whatever it is, but there's a point where a man might feel like this just isn't the exciting thing it used to be. And sometimes they end. And not to say women don't do it too, but today since we're talking to a man who has some insight on men, we're going to look at the men's perspective. When a man, let's say, first of all, when a man has gotten to the point where he's maybe he's over, over 50, you know, not really looking to start a family or have a child or anything, just looking for a relationship, companionship, what is different in the later years than when he was, say, 15 and looking for a girlfriend or, you know, somebody to kick it with or whatever? What is different when you've reached that age of maturity in terms of what you value and what you're looking for? Okay. Once again, I want to thank you for having me. Um, I still hear a little echo. I've turned everything off on my end. Is there something on your end? Get a little feedback. Let me make sure I have all my phones and everything else turned off. Yeah, I I don't want nobody to miss 
what, what we got going on here because of noise distraction. But um, the, the the first thing is marriage is two separate things in, in seeking and um, trying to find somebody in the golden years. Now, if you're in a marriage and been in a marriage for 30, 40 years, um, it's interesting you mentioned that scenario because I had uh, a young man that I sat down and counseled with, and I explained to him, his wife had been at home as the head of the household, uh, raising the kids and taking care of the kids and all those things. Now the kids are grown and out of the house. Now he's always been getting up, uh, been a great breadwinner. He would go out and work 10, 12, 14-hour days, and then he had sometimes he brought his work home because he couldn't get it all finished at the shop. And, you know, typical entrepreneur. Now, what I had to bring to his attention was this. They have been married for 40 years, 30 years, somewhere in that area. And I, and I told him, I said, the woman that you married 30 years ago is not the same woman that you're married to now, just like you are not the same person that you were 30 years ago. So I asked him certain questions that you would think a married man would know about his wife. First of all, very simple question, does she know her way around the Internet? I don't know. What did she like to do? I don't know. His thing was, I go to work, I make money, I give her suitcases full of money to do whatever she wants to do with, and she should be happy. I said, but the kids are grown. You live way out in the country somewhere. You got a 1,000 acres of land, you know, farm for miles and, you know, to see, you know, house, beautiful, Everything beautiful. So he couldn't understand why she ain't happy. Well, I said, let's try this. Why don't you find something that she likes and invest in that for her? So I asked him, I said, what does she like doing? Well, she said, well, as far as he knows, she likes taking care of kids. Well, why don't you give her a daycare? You got all this land separate some rooms in the house, and then support her in the daycare and then encourage her in that. And he kind of lit up because now he felt like he had hope in his relationship to be able to, you know, be able to say she can get some business <laughs> and he can keep on doing what he's doing, and they can come home at night and talk about, well, how are the children today, dear? You know, all over again. Mm-hmm. And then get to know her. You know, how about try having a date night so you can find out who this person is that you're in the same house with? Yeah. Because you you're not the same person. Time, you have evolved into what you are now. You're not the same person. You're not the same person. 
You know, so you need to understand she don't know you either. Right, right. Okay? So, and, and then she he, she keeps fussing, and he's like, I'm ready to go. You know, I'm like, I'll say, well, try this, you know. Um, do some things to spice up what's going on at your house, you know. Yeah, I don't know, show up butt naked at work, after work one day. I don't know, spice <laughs> it up. <laughs> that could work for some people. Or it have that opposite effect, depending on how you look. Without well, the that's, that's his wife. <laughs> yeah, she, she's used to whatever, however his body right. has evolved you know? at this point. Yeah, so, like he in the country, ain't nobody gonna see him. That's you true. Know, you know, he can leave all his clothes in the car and knock on the door. Ready, <laughs> yeah. I'm home. <laughs> that would be different. Yeah. yeah. Come on now, shock value. <laughs> okay, um, but that's a marriage situation. Okay, so now if you want to talk about somebody that is in their golden years, fifty plus, you know, you have to realize there's a whole lot of stuff that when you get over fifty, you don't care about no more. That's true too. Okay, so um, some people give up. And they're like, okay, I guess I ain't going to find nobody. But then you're walking around with all the weight of the world, all your family, everybody in your family don't want you to have nobody, so they sabotage everything that goes on. You ain't taking my mama nowhere. You ain't taking my grandmama nowhere. You know, you got all of that going on. So now talk about that for a moment because, you know, that's, that's almost like the reversal where when you're a teenager, your parents, are blocking you and telling you you don't need to be going out with this person and, and, and who and who is he and who is she and all that. So you have that interference. And then decades later when your life really should belong to you because your children are grown, it's the children that are telling you, who are you, who is that? You ain't taking my mama no place. You have all, all that. Who, who is she? You know, uh, why is she here? You know, so all of those interferences, from family who they don't want to see you with someone that they're not familiar with, especially if you've had a long-term relationship. Even if they're not familiar with them, they don't want to see you They with don't them. want to see you with them. It, they, don't, they don't like the idea of you having a romantic relationship at your age, which exactly. is, is – so what is that? Is that because is that well, – it's, it's, it's construed as that? being protected. Mm. Okay, so, like, you know, you got kids, I got kids. Um, you know, the kids think that they got to protect you from what's out there in the world. Okay. You know? And and um, it's not a bad thing, but, you know, you got to want what you want. And if it knocks on your door, you better be ready to answer. You know, and at a certain age, you shouldn't be scared of nothing. Well, that's you know, if you want a man, you got to accept a man. You got to take a man when he comes through the door. You got to do like the caveman do, grab him by the hand and say, come on, you man. <laughs> you know, at least for one night. Well, yeah. you know, that, that's, the, that's, the, that's the other thing. The, the socially, uh, we still have issues with accepting people's sexuality. And, you know, it's the funny thing. They talked about how much sexual activity goes on in these nursing homes, and sometimes Absolutely. people hear about that, they're shocked. It's like, why are you shocked? They're still human beings. They're still breathing. 
Right. But the dynamics are different when you're in your 50s and 60s and even 70s. You're not thinking about, oh, I'm going to get pregnant. No, that's not the issue at all. So right. the dynamics are different. You're talking about an experience two people are choosing to have and how is it that someone else thinks that they should have an opinion about it because it doesn't concern them. But you like can't you say, care about other people's opinions. All you can do is care about what's best for you right. as an individual. What you mentioned something, nursing home. Yeah. Okay, I'm trying to mean to step on that's you. Okay. That's okay. That's okay. You're, you're, you know, you're, but you're, that's a perfect oh. scenario. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, one year I worked the nursing home as a polling place. I mean, so that means I was in there for like 20 hours that day. Mm-hmm. And we had like three or four different polling places, you know, uh, or precincts within the building. They're all day, and I watch the the um, uh, the comedy. I'm just gonna call it a comedy. It took place all day. So, like, some of the ladies lived in the building on one floor, and it was a gentleman who lived in the building on another floor. Now, he had a girlfriend on every floor. All these women knew about each other because they was, you know, cat fighting all day long. Mm. He was with me last night, yeah, but he gonna be with me tonight. And I'm sitting here <laughs> like, man, this is going on. drama. <laughs> this one dude killing the game. Mm. So you got to remember the invention of Viagra changed the demographics of wow. the senior. Wow. Okay. So, you know, and then you got to remember, once a elderly person remembers how good it can feel, you know, they want what they what feels good. You know, they ain't got, they're retired. They ain't got to punch no clock. They can stay up all night getting their freak on, you know, if that's what they want to do. You know, and in that building, they was coming down the vote, and they, I mean, literally cat fighting at the polling place. I said, they're going to get up and physically fight in a minute, you know, because it was just that serious about this one little short dude. Little short dude came in the cat. I said, that's him. He's creating all that controversy. But, you know, I would, I would suspect that these women and men, this is who they were even in their young years. So it just escalated as they got older and the only thing that was missing was maybe you know some of them becoming baby mamas because they got pregnant but you know the behavior probably that's probably who they have always been in terms of their lifestyle you know conflict i I believe that i mean some people evolve into things like that because they realize that they they live their entire life without doing nothing now they didn't got over a certain age, and they feel like, I got to make up for lost time. That could be. That's a mentality, too. That could be. Okay? So, yeah, you have those that were very promiscuous when they were young. You know, that's a whole different demographic. They ain't never stopped. You know, they you can go to a nightclub on any given night and find that very same old chick, because I, I, I see it all the time. I go to events, that was events. They still rolling in that outfit from the 1970s. <laughs> Seen that you know, too. Coming, <laughs> coming to the party. <laughs> they still can fit this outfit, looking all spiffy and stuff. And the dude they came with, he on the other side of the room trying to hit on a younger chick. 
trans women in today's world. We'll talk about it all. Race, politics, religion, economics, culture, and we'll take a look at everything from whether or not to use corporal punishment to how do you teach your children about sex. Look for our upcoming book, Growing Up Charles. It's a personal story about our lives growing up in Maple Park on Chicago's South Side. I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're Three Black Moms. Follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Three Black Moms. And we're back. You're listening to and watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV show. I'm Naima Latif, and we've got with us our guest today, Dr. Ron, of the Dr. Ron, Ask Dr. Ron show. And, of course, you want to make sure you tune in. Um, Before we continue, tell the people where they can see and hear you every week. Uh, The best way to find out where I am at is go to my website, ASK dash dr dash ron dot com. Go to my website. You'll be able to see all of my social media posts. You can go uh, get connected to my YouTube channel, and you'll be able to see uh, links of all my shows, show times, everything right there on the website. All right, fantastic. And we got a couple of comments here, and we've got a caller on the line that wants to speak. And, of course, you can call in 515-605-9325. If lines are tied up, you can call in at 312-721-6428. We're going to put the numbers on the screen there. And, of course, we are always interested in your points of view. So we've got a few more comments here uh, on our Facebook and YouTube channel. And our Monday morning mindfulness host, Zelda, says, Grand Rising, awesome teachers. Thanks for sharing these truths. Well, next week we're going to be kicking off our love week where we want to really help people live in love. We're going to help them with that romantic aspect of their lives that they may be missing, they may need to rekindle, or they may need to reconstruct with another partner. And we're going to help to bring some people together, help them find each other. Because what's life all about if it's not about love? And we've got a comment from Robert Young that says, when you learn who you are and the talent you're gifted with, a balanced man spiritually, mentally, and physically, who is one with Yahweh and the universe. All right. Well, there's a different kind of uh, perspective when a man is looking for that spiritual partnership. And we'll talk about that in a moment. Beata, our Friday and Sunday host, says, Grand Rising, King and Queen. Love has to be defined by each individual. Many people equate love with sex, and when the sex ends, they feel there's no love. That is what happens in a lot of marriages that end after a time because Perhaps for whatever reason, the sex is not there. Maybe the man has experienced some aging symptoms that make it not as easy to make happen. Maybe the woman 
feels a change in her body, she's not as driven. And so when that aspect is missing, maybe the couple feels like the love is gone. And that's often well, when the marriage ends. Was it even there to begin with? Well, now that is the question. And Robert says a wise man focuses on ascension, not spending time on his back. How much work can get done laying around? Woo! Robert sounds like a serious brother. Okay, well, let's let's deal with some of these points, and then we're going to take our caller. Let me address one. Yes. Um, In the dating process, okay, usually, in most cases, um, women have a tendency, and I'm just going to keep it real, to make a man walk through hell with gasoline draws on before he decides to spend any serious or intimate time with him. Mm-hmm. And once he's, you know, navigated that obstacle course, she says, oh, he loves me. Mm-hmm. And all he wanted to do was just get a return on his investment. Mm-hmm. And once he gets where he wants to go, then it's easy for him to say it wasn't even worth me going through all this obstacle course and easily begin to fade away. Now, she said, well, he loves me. He gave up the grand prize. And now when he ain't interested in her no more, then she feels so hurt and, you know, rejected and let down because he she was not able to hold him with what she thought she was able to hold him with, thinking it's love, okay, that he went through all this stuff for. You know, that has been a ritual for thousands of years. Now, that's and, an, that's an interesting uh, observation. Um, now, I recently had a conversation with a friend who he explained, you know, a relationship that he had with a woman. Uh, you, got a feed, you got a feedback coming back at you somewhere. Oh, I might have to go out and come back. I hope not. Okay. Um, But, you know, the older you get, um, you realize that, yes, there should be a certain amount of wisdom that you acquire over life. And, yes, you should have a relationship uh, with a higher than yourself being. But that doesn't necessarily mean that... um, you want to share from that higher being and that part of yourself that has reached that self-consciousness of a higher being with some someone that may not even be on the same level with you. So knowing yourself is very important. But, um, it, you know, you ever heard the expression that, you know, if you're unequally yoked, then it's not going to work anyway. That's true. You know, there's also an expression that says you're so heavenly minded that you ain't no earthly good. Yeah, that that's true too. I mean. You know, so all those things can apply when dealing with somebody. And then, you know, there's the one that says, you know, when a man finds a woman, if a woman trying to find you, it ain't going to ever work. But if you find a woman, then it's supposed to work. But that don't always work either, <laughs> you know. Because you don't know the person that you're, you know, coming in contact with. It's impossible to know somebody just meeting them. Absolutely. You're a moving target all the time. If you're constantly evolving for your good, and, you know, I used to tell people that um, 
you might have met someone across their path at an intersection, but yet you're going in one way, they're going in another. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean, you know, that you're good for one another. That just means you met somebody at that point in time and it was good at that moment. You know, so that's a reality check, too, because sometimes people want to capture something from a place and a point in time and try and make it last for eternity. But it's not meant to be for eternity. It's just for a season. That that could be, too, because, you know, you go through various seasons in your life. And like you say, you may cross paths, and at that time, that was the person for that season. I think it's difficult, and, and we've been going through – this this you know issue with the sexes for a while what love is and as you said many women believing that sexual expression means love when it doesn't and many men feeling like you know that that's the grand prize but lifelong companionship might not have been their goal and and so if if couples are not honest with each other from the beginning, then there is a lot of hurt. And and like I said, I had a friend who recently said, look, you know, I get together with a female every now and then, and we both understand that that's all it is. You know, she knows I'm not trying to get with her in terms of a long-term companionship and, 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 you know, I, I don't think I'm what she's looking for in a long-term companionship, but we fulfill each other's needs for the moment. And, okay, that's fine. That, that you both agree that's what it is? Okay. You know, nobody can be upset about that. Nobody's, you know, she doesn't have children asking her, well, how, you know, are you, are you, when is he going to marry you? And he doesn't have children asking him, but when, when, when are you going to marry her? Nobody's, nobody's hurt by their decision to be what they are, and so that works for them. It, it doesn't work when either party believes that it's something else or has a goal that involves emotional attachment, long-term commitment, companionship, building something together. When one party is desiring that and the other party is saying, look, I just want that, that momentary fling, you know, every now and then when I see you and that's it, you know, and I'm going to live my life doing whatever it is I do with wherever else I am. You know, when when that kind of a situation arises, that's where a lot of hurt comes in, with either party being the one that isn't looking for the long-term relationship and the other party is. And like you mentioned, sometimes women will make men go through a lot, said or worthy or whatever, and then there's the intimacy. Well, for the man, that was the goal. For the woman, that was in her mind, the proof that he really cares, when in fact, he may not have been that interested in her as a person in order to sustain a relationship, and so, you know, he's done. You know, his curiosity is satisfied, he's done, and and she's hurt because she thought he was going to stick around, and maybe he's on to conquer another target. Right, and he could have, but then he found out during the process that, you know, first of all, to put a person through that, you know, the kind of mentality that you have to have, you know, was it even worth it? You know, it has to be worth it. You know, anything a man gets involved in needs needs to be worth it in order for him to continue to want to be involved with it, you know. And after he reaches that point, he's like, man, this wasn't even worth it, you know. 
Uh, and then he's disappointed. Men get disappointed too. You know, it, it depends on what they expected. And uh, right. Robert says, secure men misusing your private parts. Natural desire doesn't work anymore. So you know, he he talks about I guess the the blue pill. I don't I don't know I don't know anything about the pills and what they look like. But if if that's the I don't know if that's the Viagra pill or whatever. But anyway. It's, it has changed our culture, whereas sometimes the goal has been even on it, you know, we know in adolescence, you know, the 15-year-old, yeah, he's, he, he's looking for that sexual experience. He's not emotionally mature in terms of thinking of, I need to create a family, I need to uh, prepare myself for a lifetime partnership. He's not thinking any of that. Uh, the 50-year-old, the 55-year-old, the 60-year-old, the 65-year-old, if they're using drugs that bring them back to that level of adolescence where, you know, it's all about the sexual conquest, and now we only have to worry about being pregnant, you know, I don't judge people for the choices that they make, but we are responsible for the impact we're having on other lives. And like we said earlier, love doesn't hurt. So if there is a feeling of deception or manipulation for the sake of a physical experience, but there isn't an intention for there to be a growth toward emotional attachment and uh, companionship that is more than just that, that, you know, fling on the weekend, then we still have to work on our communicating honestly. Because it's okay if that's what you want, but you need to find somebody that that's also what they want and realize if, the two of you are wanting different things so that you don't cause each other pain. That's where what each other wants. See, for a long time, a long time, you know, men's desires and what they want and women's desires and what they want have been two separate things. You know, and, you know, women... Um, they desire the emotional part of things. Mm-hmm. And men can care less about the emotions, okay? So, you know, yes, on occasion you can find somebody that you just got to be with, okay? You know, and no matter what, you're going to be there because this is what you want, no matter what age you find them. You know, you know what I've heard people say of late that women have ran across their high school sweetheart. Yeah. After a whole lifetime together with separate people. Yeah. Then all of a sudden they come together, they see each other, and bam. You know, now is the time for them to have a relationship together. I've seen it happen at high school reunions. Matter of fact, that happens a whole lot. Uh, I went to all, I think, all four of my high school reunions, the the 10-year, 20-year, 30-year, and recently the 40-year reunion. And, you know, you see old couples hooking up. Maybe they had been with somebody, been married to somebody, been divorced, and then they hook up with the old high school flame. And you're like, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, Yeah, but, you know, it took them to go somewhere else 
be something else for somebody else. Somebody dies, somebody go away, divorce, whatever. And then now the person that they are together and and have an opportunity at a relationship, what you're talking about, romance, you know, over a period of a lifetime, and still be able to find peace and happiness in that. Right, right. You know, so it can happen. But, you know, it has to be a combination. The moon and the sun got to line up in perfect eclipse. (laughs) 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 The the North Star got to (laughs) be in the north, high in the sky, (laughs) you know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, know, it can happen. It can happen. I'm not saying that it won't happen. But um, there's also a great deal of untruths going on with people, male and female, you know. Well, that's the issue. Uh, are people yeah. being honest? We got a couple of callers on the take. They've been holding on. Uh, we're gonna take three one four six seven seven, then three one two six three two, in that order. And anybody else on our switchboard that would like to speak, press one. And of course, if you have any problems getting through the switchboard, you can call our second number three one two seven two one six four two eight. But let's go to three one four seven. Introduce yourself to our listening and viewing audience. And give us your question or comment for Dr. Ron. Well, it's Pianchi. How you doing, Naima and your guest? Well, no, good morning, uh, Pianchi. Yes. Men have emotions. They just show them in a different way. The emotions may be a goal or a challenge or something that uh, they want to set out to do. Maybe a business, maybe climbing a mountain, Mount Everest, and maybe flying. Or females, they have uh, different ways. I think when you engage in these type of topics, you need there should be people in your panel that have lived this experience. You know, you may mention of some people uh, being together or have known each other for 50 years. Where's the people that's been married for 50 years, 55 years? They can tell you a heck of a story. My that is true. Uh, first wife, my first wife yeah. was my 10-year-old neighborhood sweetheart. Mm. And we was married uh, about 30-some-odd years, 38 years, till she passed away. Okay. So it's not all about all those things that uh, first come to people's minds. I know some gentlemen that have 100 kids out here in this country, wow. but I know some in this country that have upwards of over 20, 25 kids. None wow. of them on welfare. They're all well taken care of. So that side of the equation does exist, gets very little attention. People prefer to talk about the TMZ type of discussions and type of lifestyles because they're excitable. Uh, mm. They're very curious for nosy people. So yeah, that's just uh, the things that you need to face. That's life. So you mentioned your first wife, and, of course, after 38 years, she passed away. So... Uh, how how many years was it before you acquired your second wife, and how was that relationship different? Oh, about four years. My second wife is from Ghana, mm-hmm. and I had to marry the whole family. I just couldn't walk up to her and say, let's get married. I had to go through a process. It's different. There. I had the same thing with my daughter. My daughter wasn't dating just anybody. We'd done background checks on the family. Who are they? Who are these people? Well, the mm-hmm. aunties, like aunties tell a good story. 
So if the background check came back bad, I said, you, you ain't messing with this one. Mm. And, uh, but they had a, had a when you say a bad background check, was it uh done time in prison or or had a bad relationship or I mean what 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 constitutes a bad background check if you look at somebody's background you say, No, I, you can't be in my family. Well, it's something as simple as educational. Where are you in school? Uh what's your mm. family like? All those things play out. See you don't give see your daughter if someone sees your daughter to the point where they want to marry, well, that there is your prize. You got a lot invested in that. You don't take your yeah. most valuable piece and set it out on the curb where anybody can come pick it up. That's ridiculous. That's true. That's a reward. And then it's not about love. It's about what you bring to the family. A president's mm-hmm. wife, I can, well, look, I can, show you, I can show your family how to extract that natural gas out of their property. You bring mm. things that's of benefit to the family, not just love. You marry these women because they got a beautiful shape, nice, quote-unquote, booty. But wait till they get 30 years old. That's why you need to look at their aunties. Look at their aunts and their mothers. That's a great picture of what they will become at some point wow. when they meet that milestone. Yeah, if if if, if they don't change, yeah, go ahead. Now, what what's the age difference between you and the wife that you picked in Ghana? Oh, it's about uh, twenty. Okay. Twenty years. Those okay. women there are much more. Those women there. Are, uh, I noticed that the uh, demographics there are more mature in the areas of uh, behavior and. Uh, outwardliness than they are here seemingly in the United States. Uh, I had the same problem with my grandson growing up. I had to fight to keep them coochie mamas away from him. They do exist. <laughs> so, and that, you know, that's a, another thing also because people don't look at it in terms of how it affects boys if they make a decision to get involved with a young lady and then because of a pregnancy, they're tied together forever, or at least for a good 18 years. How does one uh, advise one's son against having the kind of relationship where it isn't really intended to last more than a night or two just for the experience, knowing that that can lead to a long-term situation that they didn't intend to be in and were not prepared for? How does one keep one's son from making those kind of well, choices the best, when everybody else around is making that same choice? I was in my mid-20s when I had my first child because there mm. were things that I had to do before I got to that point. I knew I had to because that's what I was told. When I took my wife from her mother, she came to not nothing less than what she was already used to. Never was a time when the lights was off, the water was off, no food or food. So she came to an environment that she was not unfamiliar with, if not more so. And that's the way it should be. Your daughter don't know what to look for in the husband. If she never seen it worked out between the mother and the father, what's she going? What, I mean, what did she compare it to? Something that she see on Doctor Phil? Come on, <laughs> let's be real with this. Right. So that's the way well, that, it should of- be. My my grandson 
it's two things I told him that, that he was going to do, and I directed him into it. He's an engineer. He's gas and petroleum. And I told him you're going to keep your mind on your studies and leave these women alone. And they will come after you because you find some woman that will say, well, hell, you finished high school. That's good enough for me. Hey, you. That's the market opening. I'm sorry. Hey, uh, you got a batch. That's good enough for me. But that's not what is required of, of your parents. So I told him to go ahead and get this out of the way now where you have no encumbrances. All your mind is on is going to school, and also he played baseball. So that's, uh, that's all okay. he had to be concerned about. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's often the case with athletes. Uh, women will literally chase them because some of them, they're seeing a potential paycheck. And uh, Robert on our Facebook and YouTube channel, uh, from our YouTube channel, he says, we attract many when we are centered, you know, so like you say, keep your focus. And then, of course, he also makes the observation, the old man used to tell us, tell her what she wants to hear to get what you want. Now, that's the problem that we have that creates the distrust among the sexes. Yeah, I love you. Oh, you know, you're the only woman in my life. Say whatever she wants to hear because the goal is the sex. So women are kind of used to that level of deception. And that's what causes the pain, the anger, the hurt, the distrust. And how do we stop that trend of men preparing other men to be those kind of men that deceive simply for a a sexual experience and it's really misusing a woman's emotions? I mean, that, that has been the game too long. How do we stop playing that? And if we've been playing that when we were teens and now we're, and, and, you know, our, our our fifth and sixth decade of life and we're still playing that, how do we ever develop a mature relationship that can be a companionship for the rest of our lives if that's what we desire? Well, you have to raise up a woman, a girl, to understand the most precious thing that she has to offer is herself, her own personal self. It's not her keepsakes is not her valentine's car it's her own personal self and if she don't have that type of value and respect for her own personal self well anything allowed will happen dysfunction is at the highest of places and at the lowest of places dysfunction is in the closets under this bed under the table the dysfunction is all over the place you just have to produce an immune system that can ward off that dysfunction and it comes in all <laughs> kind of stories and and slower than this, that, and the other. Well, you know, one thing that you mentioned with your second marriage uh, to a Ghanaian woman whose family was involved, you weren't just going to come in there as a player and, you know, say whisper, whisper some sweet nothings and then, you know, you take her off to a hotel and voila, that wasn't going to happen with her family. But in, in, the, in this culture in America, women don't have that kind of family protection they don't have the, the, the fathers that are there. They don't have the brothers that are there a lot of times. Everybody's doing their own thing. So she's got to go with her own discernment. And sometimes, you know, the man, like, well, like uh, Dr. Ron was saying, you know, he'll, he'll send him through all these hoops to try to prove to her that he really cares. He might decide to go through all that for the, the experience, but he wasn't really emotionally invested in her. And... So then we have that same conflict of, 
what did you really want out of this relationship? Were you just trying to fulfill a temporary physical need or desire, or were you looking for a long-term companionship, and do we really want the same things, and can we be honest about that so that we're not hurting each other? We should know better by now. So how do we, how do, we do that? How do we get the honesty uh, if, if that's where people are in their, in their senior years? Well, you got to take your your child has to go through trials and tribulations. People have a disdain about college, but college does produce a thoroughness out of an individual. You know, when you're working on projects and you're in the library at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning, that takes dedication. And if you haven't been prepared for that coming up through grade school, so on and so on, well, you're not going to be able to perform when you get to those levels. You're going to fall straight. That's why, come, you, that's why so many students take six years to complete a four-year course. And, of course, with six years, you're paying 50% more in tuition. Two, in some of those projects, you have to have team play in order for it to work the way it should. So you have to have the ability to network, encourage, and be, third, be steadfast on what it is your objective is. That's learned behavior. Then once so you learn about, that at an early age, it, it plays out in your adulthood also. Well, that, that could be. we got to take one last break, and we're going to come back and uh, get some responses from Dr. Ron and take our next caller. Thank you, Pianchi, for your perspective and sharing your experience in having been married twice, one in this culture, one in the other culture, and both times following some specific principles. we got some other comments here online we'll share with you after the break. And, of course, if you're listening online and want to join this conversation, you can give us a call, 515-605-9325 or 312-721-6428. And we'll add you to this conversation. We'll be right back with Dr. Ron as we answer the question, what do men really want? Can we have a relationship of romance and companionship in our golden years. And we'll be right back after this quick break, so stay with us. Hi, I'm Naima Malinsky, and if you're watching this, that means you're one of the 4.6 billion people from around the world who are using an electronic device to talk to people. In these times, people are using the Internet to talk to every person, friends, neighbors, family members, co-workers. People are on their cell phones and computers all day long. Now, if you're in business, that is great news. That means you can sell your products and services all day long and never have to leave your home. All you need is a media connection, somebody to connect you to an audience. And that's why I'm talking to you today. We produce programs, and our audience members are people who shop. They buy clothes, food, beauty supplies, cleaning supplies, home repairs, transportation services, child care services. Whatever you're selling, they need to buy it. We're your media connection. Just follow this link, and tomorrow you can sit back and relax at home while your business is making you money. And we are back. You're listening to and watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV show. I'm Naima Latif, and our guest today is Dr. Ron of the Ask Dr. Ron show. 
And we are asking Dr. Ron, what is it that men really want? When it comes to relationships, we are living longer now, and many are on their second or third or fourth time around. And many of us in our golden years, we we passed the time of youth, raised our children, and now may be single. So women, are we paying attention to what men really want? So Dr. Ron Pianchi said a few things about uh, the, the the process of finding someone, uh, realizing you're going to be part of her family. Do you think Sometimes men don't really want to get to know a woman's family, especially, you know, if she's got children, a lot of times they're grown, they're, they, they're going to have an opinion. Is it uncomfortable for men to have to deal with that if they're interested in a woman or want to date a woman or, or get to know a woman or get involved with a woman to even have to deal with her family? What are your thoughts on that? Well, let me say this. Um some men, you got to understand that there's many different ways to arrive at a destination. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, some men always wanted to be involved with someone similar to what they are comfortable with or what they had comfort zone, and they will go through whatever it takes to arrive at that destination. Some men. You know, uh, can I tell an analogy? Yes. Um, I had a friend of mine um, that what you would call a street player. Mm. And he used to go to all of the popular bars, hang out at the popular bars. And, you know, whoever the flavor of the week was, you know, he would know who that person was based on who's hanging out on a regular basis in those bars. And then one day he says one old guy told him that when you look around the bar and you're the oldest person in the bar, Mm. it's time to leave. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. So one day he said he was in there buying the rounds and getting a drink and he looked up and he realized he was the oldest person in the bar. He said, Okay, it's time to go. <laughs> he needed the advice of the older person who had been hanging in the bar all his life. Wow. Because that's what brought him joy and happiness and some little young girl coming up talking about buy me a drink, buy me a drink because they got girls that hang in there that hustle you know, yeah. drinks. That's yeah. what they do. Yeah. You know, so they come out with $2 and get drunk off of your money. You know, <laughs> they buy a cup of water and, and then they wind up drunk as a skunk because everybody they up in there going to buy them a drink. And, and the hoax is going to lead to something else, I assume. I mean, you know. Sometimes it do, sometimes it don't. <laughs> but, but the point that I'm making is that, you know, we don't always intentionally go after something that can wind up in a relationship because relationship is a deliberate on purpose destination that you want to arrive at. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter where they've been, who they are, or anything like that. If we're going somewhere together, get in the car, let's see where we wind up at. Mm-hmm. 
because it's a journey. Life is a journey. And and in certain parts of our life, you know, um, we want somebody to be in the car with us when we go on somewhere. Nothing else but to, you know, talk in between the music. Ooh, that was a jam. Ooh, I remember the time that came out. You know, yeah, yeah. so all of that is part of traveling together in life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it doesn't, you know, you have to get to that place mentally. This is what you want. You know, and like you said earlier in the show, you know, people have horror stories. You know, people have scars, battle scars, you know, on both sides. You know, men have been taken to the cleaners by somebody they thought was cool, and once they got the same name, then, you know, there's, you know, their bank account became their bank account, and the next thing you know, they were spending more of their money than their own money, quit yeah. their job, because now you got, I had a girl tell me, I swear to God, this honest guy truth. She wanted to get married, so she have somebody pay her bills. Oh, yeah. I hear that all the time. And that's a, that's a, that's how they feel like. That's what marriage is for. Somebody yeah. pay my bills. And that's what they look for. Yeah, that's, that's what they the get. That's the criteria to be in a relationship. For some you women, know, that I'm is like, what they were taught. I'm, I'm the user vernacular. It must be gold in them their parts. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's kind of how some women have been taught to present themselves. Like, this is worth all your money. And
I've been around the world a couple of times, mm-hmm. okay? And so what I've been exposed to and what, what's normal for me is not normal for most people, okay? My family background is totally non-existent, mm. okay? You know, uh, I've been on my own since I was 17. Mm. I made my own rules and regulations most of my life. I've been an entrepreneur, you know, so what I see, what I like, what I want is totally different, you know. So at the age that I am now, you know, I ain't chasing after nothing. I get more chased after me. I'm <laughs> about gray hair. I felt like, okay, she must be talking about me. I heard you talking about gray hair earlier. <laughs> I said, yeah, I got that. But, you know, but at the at the age that I am now, I think the attraction of the gray hair allows me to be able to talk to people and help people. Because people people see gray hair as meaning wisdom. You've lived enough years to have learned something. Yeah, so and, when they come on to me trying to throw coochie at me, I'm like, no, we're going to sit down and talk. Let me find out what I can do to help you because I ain't got all that extra energy. So, so then for <laughs> – <laughs> and the thing is, if that's been a woman's uh, weapon or, or tool or whatever to attract, and she is now of that age where maybe that's not her best asset, she might be challenged to actually attract someone because what else do you have? Have you developed your personality? Are you interesting to talk to? Do you have a conversation? You know, if you don't have a body that you can throw at somebody or that they want to even catch it if you throw it, then what else do you have if that has been how, as a woman, you've been conditioned to attract a man? Right. And I think right. that's that's what a lot of senior women, seasoned women, are experiencing if that is what they used, yeah. you know, well, as, as the base. And they, they come around me trying to make me feel interested in them. And I'm like, you know, I'll deliberately offend them. Mm. You know, I do it on purpose. You know, I'm like, look, if I offend you with my words, then you're supposed to go somewhere and pray for me, you know, (laughs) and then come back, you know, with a solution for me. Tell me what's wrong with me. You know, the Lord showed me that you need this, 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 and this. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I try to throw the Lord on you, make make you feel like well, God. God showed me in a vision. That you're my husband. Okay, so God showed me that. Then we can call. You ain't showed me that yet. <laughs> well, we got a couple of comments, and we've got some callers. That I'm gonna get their thoughts. And Viata says many situations can cause the relationship to end. Bottom line is, what did you learn to help your evolution? Well, that's a, and that is really a way people need to look at relationships. However they ended, whether they ended in a transition from this life, you know, uh, so-called death, uh, or did it end in divorce, or did it was a long-term relationship that never evolved into a marriage, but a long-term relationship, and you had all the 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 features such as you let you live together, you maybe help raise some children together, whatever, but then it ended. So rather than be resentful or angry or vengeful or regretful, think of what did I get from that relationship? How did that person help me grow? How did they help me get to know myself better? And am I prepared to be a better person in the next relationship? Sometimes a person can become better and sometimes they can become bitter. So before I take this this next caller, how does a person end a relationship 
and be prepared for the next relationship without being bitter at whatever may have happened, the disappointment or whatever in the previous relationship that they just left. Everything is all about self. Nobody outside of yourself can control, help heal you, or do better for you than yourself. If that other person left you in a place where you were uncomfortable, you got to get over that and make yourself a better person before you even think about trying to include somebody else in your space. Mm. So, you know, you can't do nothing to help me. You can't do nothing to help me. You, you know, I got to help myself first. I got to be all right. Why would I come talking to you when I still got an attitude about Betsy Sue? Yeah. You know, that's that's not your fault, and I'm not fitting to come to you, you know, uh, mad at the world and all men trying to make you, make me feel better, you know, because I got trapped on by the last person. Yeah, you can't make the next person try to make up what the last person did. You you shouldn't even tell them that story. Yeah. You know, because if you're telling people that story, that means you ain't healed. Mm. from that story. You need to go somewhere, sit down, and get healed. Absolutely. And Viata says, love Dr. Ron's testimony. Shows his uniqueness and wisdom. Silverbeard suggests, let's have a conversation first. Ah, yes, yes. So people do have a, a respect for someone who has the sophistication of gray, and the approach will likely be different. So I think that's that's an asset for for those of y'all who are dying the gray black. You know, you might want to just keep it gray and you know get a little more kind of respect. That's my that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. Just my look, opinion. it it works. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. You know, I, I, so. I you know I am what I am. What you see is what you get. <laughs> well, you let's know? open a mic. Uh, we got a few minutes left here, and let's go to area code three one two six three two. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your question or comment for Doctor Ron. Admiral Nelson Bay, do you hear me? Well, and rising. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to know the heart and mind of a man, ask not about his past accomplishments, but rather ask what he aspires to do. It's important to Mm. understand my aspiration. I aspire to be the next vice president of the United States with Donald J. Trump, so I'll be positioned to secure the psychological and financial reparations. And so... Um, Brother Joshua Farrakhan, uh, Minister Farrakhan's uh, 64-year-old son, died last uh, month. I attended high school with his first wife, uh, Marie Muhammad, who is a daughter of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, eternal leader of the Nation of Islam. I only wish that Minister Farrakhan could hear what I'm about to say. When I attended Harvard St. George in my uh, freshman year, that was 75, 76. Um, Marie Muhammad was also a freshman with me there. I don't know that I ever spoke with her, but I noticed her as a very regal queen in her own right. <laughs> and uh-huh. I was always very uh, uh, respectful of her and um I saw her on the Million Family March, which is in 2005, where she made a presentation at the U.S. Capitol building. I was very happy to see her after all these decades. And I don't know her personally, um, 
but um, I, I love her husband, Brother Joshua Farrakhan, and their eldest son, Joshua Farrakhan Jr., before I even knew that uh, she's his mother. And it's interesting how family members and bloodlines come together. And that's why I want to speak with Minister Farrakhan about his um, former daughter-in-law, Marie Muhammad, to see if she's single and available, because I think that she, perhaps more than anyone else, would be best suited for me to marry. I could see myself in the White House with President Trump and the daughter of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, Minister Farrakhan's uh, daughter-in-law, as my wife, and then she can report back (laughs) to the Nation of Islam, uh, am I really functioning pursuant to point number four of what the Muslims want on the back page of the Final Call newspaper? And I also love her son to be there as well, her eldest son. Just a beautiful well, brother. You put it out there. So so now they know and you put out your aspirations of what you intend to be. And if that is something that she finds admirable and uh desirable to be a part of, there you are. You've made your uh your aspirations known and certainly if you get a response, then it was worth the risk. So thank you so much for calling in today on the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. Got time for one another quick call, 312-882. Go right ahead, introduce yourself to our listening and viewing audience, and give us your question or comment for Dr. Ron. Wayoinya shalom. Assalamu uh, alaikum. Uh, Dr. Uh, Ron, first of all, this is Minister Robert Floyd Plump from Chicago, Illinois. What is the correct way to spell your name? And I would like a number to reach out to you because I'm going to – are you in Chicago? Yes, sir. Are you in Chicago? Okay, that's fantastic. I need you to be – yes, sir, that's fantastic. I need you to be my co-host. I'm going – this is Minister Plump, as I said. I'm going to be speaking to the youth, and I'm going to be speaking to the youth on December the 30th. And I want you to uh, reach out to me on this number here, which is 312-882-5935, so you can be my co-host, and we can speak to the youth together. Uh, cause, and welcome to being an elder, too. I'm 78. <laughs> <laughs> and Brother, brother Admiral, uh, yes, Brother Admiral Andrew Bay, you know I need you to call me today because uh, Nia, uh, is purpose, you know. So uh, the children got to learn to use PMA and know what their purpose is, why they was born, which is really to serve God and to uh, look forward within themselves to set personal goals. So, uh, you know, the uh, uh, December 30th is the fifth uh, day of Kwanzaa. And it also represents the uh, community collective economics. And we must remember Dr. Webb Evans, the Godfather. Well, you know what, uh, Minister Plump? I'm gonna I'm gonna give him your I'm gonna uh, text him your number so he can call you and make sure. And thanks for keeping us up to date on the the Kwanzaa days. Of course, uh, this third day Nia purpose. Well, you know our purpose that we're looking for uh, this in launching. Uh, are to develop healthy relationships because that is what's going to bring 
health to our community. And, Dr. Ron, uh, we've got just about a minute left before we wrap up. Give us some last words of wisdom and our Monday Morning Mindfulness host of the, the Higher Learning Network TV show says, awesome show. Thanks for sharing. And thank you for watching. We appreciate you. And we're kicking off Monday with a show all about relationships and all next week. And, of course, our Thursday host, our new Thursday host, Asada, will be joining us with some fantastic authors of books from her Chicago, soulful Chicago book fair. And we're looking forward to having some wisdom as we create some healthy relationships. So, Dr. Ron, about 30 seconds, your last thoughts? Um, I just want to say, remember that life is a journey, and you control the navigation of where you wind up in this thing called life, your destination. So navigate carefully so that you wind up someplace where you can be happy, peaceful, and in love. You can also find me ASK-DR-RON.com. All my networks are there. Thank you so very much for having me. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. And thank all of you for joining us. Come to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the dash female dash solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash the female solution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John Kujun, France, Merci. Spain, gracias. Italy, grazie. Egypt, shukran. Ghana, medasi. Nigeria, eshe. South Africa, ngiabonga. Senegal, jaret. Kenya, asante. Israel, toda. Pakistan, shukriya. Afghanistan, Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you, and may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings. All right. Well, thank you so much. 